2: All right, welcome back to the Baseball America Fantasy Podcast. This is your host Jeff Ponce. Alongside me, as always, is my co-host and our lead fantasy analyst, the man behind the robot, the Dylan White. What's going on, dude? How are you? Not too bad. We're recording Monday, day after Mother's
3: Day. Cheers to all the mothers out there, and uh, I'm watching the Jays get beat up by the Yankees at home, so it Good. could be worse, could be worse, but it's, uh, it's not a, a bad day, not a bad day up here in Toronto, actually, the weather's really nice.
2: Perfect, at least you have the weather and the mothers <laughs> to cheer you up, Dylan.
3: That's right, <laughs> after the leash lost a couple days ago, that's all we got. It's been a rough run,
2: it happens, it happens. <laughs> You know but uh, as you said the weather's getting warmer and uh, we're getting deeper into baseball season which i think means um we're starting to form a little bit more solid opinions on which players might be moving up which players might be moving down etc cetera, etc cetera. and that goes for sort of like major leaguers as well as minor leaguers i don't think it's exclusive just the prospects um but we got some news and notes as we always do so we're going to sort of start the show off with that First one was a big one. It came, I think, as a little bit of a surprise, but Yuri Perez uh, was promoted to the major leagues. Um, Skips AAA entirely, right? Like (laughs) straight up to the majors, you know, makes his debut. Um, Wasn't a bad start. Did you have an opportunity to watch it? I was at the ballpark and it was a bad game, so I had it going on my my phone on my lap (laughs) during the game.
3: I I didn't watch the game. I saw the Twitter highlights. I saw the, uh, like, the super position over Sandy Alcantara. Uh, So I saw sort of the highlights and the movement and stuff. And uh, it looks, everyone looks very impressive on on Twitter highlights.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that will will do it to you, you know? Like, you know, I, I know, like, when I cut up pictures I see, I don't, like, cut up every single pitch, you know? if the guy's control was iffy, you'll see it in the, in the walk line. And I might say that, you know, command comes and goes, but um, yeah, you know, when you're putting it on Twitter like that, you're usually not ripping somebody totally, but uh, you know, ends up going forward in two thirds, couldn't get out of the inning, uh, did give up two home runs, had a couple of walks, seven K's, um, you know, pretty good overall first start. Um, I, I ended up bidding a ton of money on Yuri in one league and, That's simply because I was running out of pitchers and I had plenty of money because I had lost as we had talked about like each consecutive week. I was like a runner up or like third place on Bryce Miller and you know, uh, Tanner Bybee and Logan Allen. And it was just sort of this run of pitchers. And I had Mason Miller. I ended up getting him. uh, And the prices kept getting higher and higher and higher. So I don't feel so bad about the 200 I spent on him or whatever it was. Um, But now he's injured. So I had to replace him. So, uh, you know, this is the kind of league where, like, I feel pretty good about my hitting. And you're kind of streaming cheaper pitchers from week to week, right? Maybe a closer breaks out. And even then, you probably might be able to get them for, like, 30, 40 bucks, Right um because those situations are never totally clear so it's more of like a spec save sort of play yeah i mean it felt like you know i'm, I'm i have the money like I, I it's i think it's i still have half my budget left or whatever so like i'm gonna be able to make up plenty of pickups throughout the season i'm not gonna be hurting for fab dollars at the end of the year you never are so i figured this might be the last big big one so i spent with it now gavin williams someone like that could potentially come up and that sort of changes the whole conversation um but i don't know I, I feel pretty comfortable about the team construct there and i think it could stick around for a while you know
3: yeah i think you, as you get kind of deeper into the season there are fewer people to come up like you said and then there's not that much runway for them to like have a like substantive impact on your team like yuri has sure. like 77 innings uh projected by fangraphs rest of season and like, if they're going to be pretty good innings, and he's going to help you. But if you, if Gavin Williams comes up later, or guys we've talked about before, Ben Brown or Owen White or or Andrew Abbott, it's like they're they may not pitch more than you know fifty to sixty innings, and so they're not going to really bring your your ratios down in a in a substantial way. So, it he's kind of like like you said, like the last the last shot to take. So I like it. It's it's hard though because like even if Gavin Williams comes up, for example, and then like Tristan McKenzie is going to come back soon and Aaron Savali is mm-hmm. going to come back soon. And there's so many question exactly. marks with these guys. And so you don't know like where to, where to spend your money. That's always the art of, of fab. It's very difficult.
2: Yeah. And I, that's one of the things that I did like about Yuri and how aggressive they were with this move. Um, is there's there's opportunity there, you know? Um, and it seems like they want to have him around, Sandy Alcantara who we already had, you know, a relationship with. Um, so it's sort of interesting. Like I feel like he could, he's the kind of guy who almost like George Kirby last year could go like 130 innings or something like that. Um, you know, at this point like they're not wasting the bullets any longer, so to speak. Um, when you look at this rotation, like I think, I think, you know, obviously you have Alcantara, you have Lizardo, you know, ever Cabrera, depending upon how long <laughs> that tight uh, rope walk continues to work. Um, then it's like Braxton Garrett. Um, you know, there's no one really like Equato or like Rogers. Are you that concerned about them coming off the IL? I'm not at this point, you know, um, those guys are kind of sunk cost, And, you know, I know I've heard a few places that, Trevor Rogers has been, you know, available and and on the block for a long time. So he perhaps gets traded out of here. I think this is a commitment to Uri. I don't see them necessarily sending him back to AAA right away. Now, this the news is probably going to break before we publish this podcast that Uri's been promoted (laughs) down to AAA, just because I just put that out there. But I I do feel pretty comfortable with it Um, now. Uh, maybe there's some conversation around whether that's uh, wise or not, or if I'm getting a little too caught up here. But you know, you promote a 20 year old to the major league roster, and uh, seems like you want him to stick around and have invested so much into him. It, it's rare that you see a pitching prospect of this magnitude come up and go back down. You know, um, so I don't know. I, I think maybe I'm re- perhaps reading too much into it, but. I just think when you look at the team construct and you sort of look like, all right, um, how, how how do teams handle this type of a pitcher historically? Uh, I just think there's there's less question marks than with some of the Cleveland guys, just because there's so many mouths to feed there. We're really you're talking about Trevor Rogers, who has struggled for, you know, more or less the last year and a half. And Johnny Cueto, who's a 37 year old, like free agent on like a one year deal, you know. Um, So I think there's going to be opportunity there for sure. So um, let's move on to the next one. Matt McLean promoted to the major leagues uh, with the Cincinnati Reds. By the time you're listening to this podcast, you will have already seen the completion of that game. So you probably know more than we do about what happened in the end. But uh, Dylan, what are your thoughts initially here on Matt McLean? I know he had one at bat, uh, while we were recording this and, uh, yeah, was over one. So no news to report there.
3: No, but he's batting second in the lineup. Um, they kind of already hinted that Barrera is going to be kind of phased into more of a, a background role. Um, he was one of the poppers uh, on uh RoboSco. Like I had been kind of out on Matt McLean for the I last was. two years. Yeah. It was just <laughs> like, wasn't really showing anything, striking out too much supposed to have the incredible hit tool coming out of out a college um but he was striking out too much and just not really generating any offensive production but this year it's all kind of clicked um like i have him as like one of the highest projected wrc pluses just based on his 2023 he's like kind of a 25 home run 20 stolen base bat um mm-hmm. The stat cast isn't phenomenal, but it's it's you know squarely average in, in, in contact and exit velocity. His chase rate's actually quite good, um, so just everything there is just kind of kind of supportive of him being an impact impact player in Cincinnati Great Ballpark. Um, the lineup isn't too bad around him, like Fraley and Stevenson and and, and Spencer Steer. I mean, these guys are actually generating runs. Um, sounds weird to say that, but, uh, I kind of like the, the context sounds like they're going to run with him before, you know, the next wave of, of prospects like Ali De La Cruz and Noel Marte all come up, etc. But, uh, yeah, I like it. I picked him up in my, my trigger finger home league where you can pick them up, pick someone up as soon as news sure. breaks. Yeah. Um, so I immediately grabbed, him. I dropped Jack Swinski. It's a 12 team league. It's a bit shallower. Um. And I was trying to struggle with who to drop, but I ended up dropping Jackson Woods. I might I might regret that, but it's a batting average league, so I kind of feel that that uh, Matt McLean will be a good a good target for me there.
2: Yeah, I'm in a uh, RCL with Rasball. That is a 12 team league where, kind of like you said, trigger finger league where um, you want to be able to pick up a player as quickly as you possibly can. Um, and there's no like move limits or daily roster moves or anything like that. Um, so I made sure I grabbed him immediately and I'm pretty good at that. Uh, cause I got Bybee, I got Mason Miller, I got Yuri Perez and Louis Varlin, who by the way, has been really solid as a pickup. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing there for me since I've added him and just kept him around was 27 Ks over 23 innings, only, uh, six walks. Um, gets hit a little bit, but like the, the whip, um, is fine. Um, and yeah, you know, excuse me, the ERA is sort of acceptable. Um, you won a game this week, right? So you'll take the the W as well. That was a call that you had not too long ago as the guy that you kind of wanted to go after. So maybe he was the minor leaguer, the prospect pitcher to go after all along. You know, he's going to get yeah. all these innings in the major leagues on the winning team.
3: <laughs> I did say that in the, the RoboScout article that like Logan Allen, Tanner Bybee, um, Taj Bradley, like Louis Varland's projections were actually as good, if not better, than those guys. And, and RoboScout was saying the same thing, so he was definitely an unsung kind of target. It was really a question of of playing time. And then with Tyler Molly getting the the injury, which was kind of iffy at first, we didn't know what it was going to be, and then it became yeah. biceps in more than you know a month, and then now it's Tommy John. It uh, definitely is like he looks like one of the the better guys to have taken in that in that uh, pocket of of starting pitchers to pick up.
2: Sure. But anyway, getting back to our original opinion, yes. Matt McLean, <laughs> <laughs> but McLean, you know, was able to add him, like I said, in this league. And I think I agree with you. Like I, I may end up dropping him again in a couple of days, but we'll see how it goes. I think he's good in the batting average uh, league and certainly worth, I think at this point, probably an ad in all formats, not a bad target. It's great ballpark and hitting environment. He's been really hot. Seems like he sort of found his gears and his, his, sea legs will say, as a professional. And he's one of these guys that I think about, you know, that sort of like second year in college or like, you know, that year that they lose um, simply because of the pandemic, you know, and like how long did it maybe take some of those guys to catch up sort of missing that, that baseball time. So uh, maybe we're seeing some of that with, with Matt McLean here, but it's good to see. And I think he's going to have a ton of opportunity um, certainly him hitting second in the lineup is really good to see. I mean, it's a pretty good sign. Um, so we'll see where that goes. Bad news now. Hayden Wesneski has been demoted to AAA. Um, you know, I wouldn't have told you I saw this coming at the beginning of the year with the feedback that we were getting. And I think that was pretty universal. Um, but he hasn't pitched well. So here he is, is uh, finding himself now back in – Triple-A, you know, and was in the majors toward the end of last year, too. I think he kind of felt like one of the safer sort of rookie starting pitchers entering the season as a guy that could see 150 innings in major leagues and a bunch of starts and be, you know, maybe better than league average and kind of exciting because of, you know, the quality of his breaking ball. So what are your reactions here with Wes Nasky? And um, is it a surprise?
3: I think him being sent down is a surprise. He obviously has struggled. He was one of the guys that, I, um, like sort of the, the stat cast and, and stuff plus people were really touting. And, and I missed out on it in, in draft season. He was a, a, a sleeper that was very popular, actually. Him and like Jose Suarez um, were these guys that were getting pushed up and I, I was missing out. Um, I guess in hindsight, it was, it was okay that I did. But uh, I, I did have regret after seeing kind of underneath the hood that it stuff looked good underneath. It did look like a breakout candidate for sure. So I'm surprised he went down. I wonder if it means the Cubs are kind of serious about kind of like competing this year and they just want like the best they can get and they want to fix them and get them right rather than just kind of like going through the motions. So I think it's kind of encouraging there if you're a Cubs fan that they're trying to, you know, right the ship in a way. Um, in Dynasty, I don't know if his, his, his value takes that much of a hit. I, I don't think... This is by, by, yeah. by any means the end of him at all, yeah. um, obviously. So I don't think it takes that 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 big of a hit. And I would maybe even target him in uh, a disgruntled owner who, who has him, like maybe maybe grab him cheap.
2: Yeah. And I think, you know, when you look at the rotation, Kyle Hendricks is coming back. He just did a rehab start in AAA. Um, and you got, you know, Strom in there, who's obviously on a, con- a contract jameson tyon justin Steele, who's pitched well drew smiley who has has had his moments as well it kind of made sense that he was going to end up being the odd man out um when hendrick was back uh hendrick excuse me was back and healthy so um there you go but that's uh that's sort of the breaks with wesneski in a redraft league you probably weren't rostering him again at this point anyway um yeah, you know, Definitely somebody that you can stash back in your minors now and probably not too bad of a piece. This is kind of what happens sometimes with some pitching prospects. It's kind of a contrast to what we said about or what I said about Yuri Perez, but Perez has a lot more pedigree, et cetera. So a little bit of a different conversation. Uh, back to some good news. Brandon Williamson has been promoted to the major leagues. So you said he's going to start today. Uh, we're not recording this recording this Monday, but of course releasing on uh, Tuesday morning. So believe that he you said he's starting today for the Reds. Is that correct?
3: Uh, I think it's Tuesday. So yeah, today. Yeah, today. <laughs> I missed yeah. your time, time machine talk.
2: Um, yeah, time machine talk. Exactly. Uh,
3: yeah, so he's pitching Tuesday. I'm curious to see how he does because, um, you know, Andrew Abbott's been the talk of the town. He's in AAA. Uh, Connor Phillips was one of the guys I highlighted doing in AA doing quite well. Um, Brandon Williamson, kind of the, the forgotten man this year in, in terms of Reds talk and their prospects, Matt McLean, Elite De Delacruz, et cetera. So a bit of a surprise that he, he was the one that called, got called up, but uh, I'm very curious to see how, how he does. I know he's always had kind of command issues. Um, he uh, usually has like the strikeouts to back it up. Not this year, right now. He's got uh, a 16% K rate, uh, 34 innings, triple A, Not that many swinging strikes either, so I'm a bit curious to see how he does. Um, But you know, you can't really just look at AAA stats. Um, Bryce Miller also did not have uh, particularly eye-opening stats, and you know how Bryce Miller's doing. But so the stuff plus for Brandon Williamson is actually pretty good. He's squarely at at, you know at a 100 type of thing, so average for AAA. Um, So yeah, no, I'm very curious to see how he does. I I really liked him a couple years ago, and so I'm, I'm I'm rooting for him.
2: Yeah, it seemed like he immediately started to struggle once he joined the Reds organization. Uh, because he was fantastic in the 2021 season, had command and, you know, was getting tons of strikeouts, uh, had a ton of ride in his fastball. I don't know he was one of the leaders um, you know, back in twenty twenty one and that sort of thing. Uh, and had, you know, a really signature breaking ball. It was almost Lodolo esque in some ways. And maybe they think they can capture some of that magic, but uh, I don't know. It hasn't been good for a couple of years now. So um, who knows? You know, maybe having him in the major leagues, the Reds certainly need another arm, um, probably a two. So maybe we do see Andrew Miller. Me, Andrew Miller. <laughs> Andrew <laughs> Abbott uh, sooner rather than later. If we see Andrew Miller, it's, it, it is the time machine, Dylan. I picked <laughs> up Andrew Miller and made him a starting pitcher again. And uh, I've dropped him on the Reds, which is not great for him. But anyway, all right. So let's move on to another one here. Uh, Mason Miller is seeking a second opinion. I don't think that news is broken yet, but, uh, I don't know if that's good or that's bad. Um, the news that he got wasn't terrible. So if this doctor confirms that, then it's fine, but there's just something fishy there. So that makes me worry a little bit that, uh, this could be, uh, this could be it. This could be a, a, a an elbow injury that, you know, takes him out for a year plus. Yeah, I, my rule
3: of thumb is second opinions are never good. <laughs> it's always bad news because you're trying to mm-hmm. find a second opinion because you don't like the first, the first opinion. Um, yes. So I am I'm bracing for the worst. But I was bracing for for bad news with Ricky Tiedemann, and it looks like he's pitching today. Uh, got got back on a mound, um, not not in a game, I don't think, but. Uh, Start so a throwing program. Yes. There you go. There you go. So that's encouraging at least uh, my, uh, my reverse jinx of, of bracing for the worst paid off there maybe. So yeah. But I think the Mason Miller, it's definitely ominous. Let's put it that way. It's ominous news, huge talent, really fun to watch in the majors when he was pitching um, really hope he's going to pitch again this season for the A's um, yeah. just hoping, just hoping.
2: Yeah, absolutely. But I will say, uh, we got some breaking news. Matt McLean hit a double. First major league hit. There you go. So uh and scored a run. So there we go. We got live updates on this <laughs> fantasy podcast, uh, to things that you already know happened if you check. So we love to we love to really break the time space continuum here. Uh, but moving on, a name I saw last week, uh, Shane Drohan. Some people have been kind of on this one. Um Some people think he is the best pitching prospect in the Red Red Sox system, which I don't know if it's saying a whole lot, but uh, it is what it is. Um, I saw him last week, you know, athletic lefty, kind of a back-end guy. Um, You know, decent decent fastball velocity for a left-hander. It was like two to four. I think he maybe touched a five or six. And, you know, had a couple of breaking balls. Cutter, which is a pretty good pitch. And then, you know, more loopier curveball that he threw quite a bit and a changeup. So changeup wasn't great that day. I've heard that it's been better, but kind of like an interesting, you know, four or five type, I think, potentially. Um, could even see in the season. So maybe a cheaper option that uh, gives you a little Jake Irvin vibes or whatever you're looking for. Uh, speaking of Jake's, Jake uh, Eater is expected back in June. I always mess up that guy's name um but dylan you excited for that one is that a guy that uh the robot liked a few, a few years ago
3: yeah definitely uh him and strider i think were the guys that were like just going up levels like <laughs> seemed like every two weeks um so yeah the, the robot liked jake eater at the time it's too bad that uh, he got felled by injury there so I, i'm very curious to see how he does i know he's a he's a huge uh, favorite of friend of the pod prospects live drew wheeler in in your uh in your highlander league
2: oh yeah
3: he, he's uh one of the biggest fans of jake eater so uh rooting for jake just for drew um and also for me i, I want to see him come back it's always nice when, when you, these guys kind of fall off the radar i'm always kind of focused on like who are the top 100 in this level and who are the top 100 this level and then you, you kind of forget about like the max myers and the jake eaters etc um so it's always nice that they come back and it's a uh, Refreshing breath of fresh air. I like, yeah, these guys that I had really had high hopes for, and then uh, kind of forgot about because they're not the, the next shiny thing right now. So
2: really rooting for him too. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we got another one coming back. Royce Lewis, old friend Royce Lewis, player that I can't wait till he graduates, so I never have to rank him on a prospect <laughs> list again because I feel like I've been doing it for seven years. Um, but. He's back, starting in AAA, uh, played this weekend in A. There's a chance that this guy could be in the mix, I think, with the Twins within a couple of weeks. Um, what are your thoughts on Lewis? Do you roster him anywhere? Is he somebody that maybe you could put in a fab bid for in a redraft league or potentially pick up in your trigger finger league if he gets called up?
3: I actually picked up Royce Lewis in TGFBI this week. I did not think I would be in the running for Yuri Perez. I didn't want to have to spend the kind of cash. He went for 500 bucks in my league, actually. Um, Yuri Perez did. So I just went $12 for Royce Lewis unopposed. I'll wait the two weeks. I thought that Jose Miranda being sent down was kind of not good um, news yes. for Royce, but it was sort of like, you know, they maybe they're making room for Royce. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, power, speed even batting average. He's going to have multi-positional eligibility. I think if I'm not mistaken, Um, definitely would, would do well on my TGFBI team. Um, So yeah, I I'm, I'm, I'm stashing him. I think uh, if he's not on anyone's radar now, he will be very soon as he gets closer. Um, So I think now's the time to, to get him. Hopefully Sunday won't be too late. If you, uh, if you need power and speed, I, I do think he'll be in the mix in Minnesota.
2: Yeah. And he is actually, uh, Like in my redraft league here on um, Fantrax, he's actually uh, IL eligible as well. Hmm. So I can stash him in uh, the IL spot, which is always a bonus. So just a little tidbit there to throw out there. I don't know if he is on every league, but um, he's a guy that you can just add and stash and then add somebody else if you need to. So... Just did that. Um,
3: Where's (laughs) Lewis?
2: So kind of an interesting one for me. Uh, Always like the power speed guys. And he's got positional flexibility. You know, shortstop is what he's eligible at. But I'm sure he might end up playing a couple different positions. It wouldn't shock me if we saw that. Um, But anyway, let's keep on rolling with the good news. Uh, Tink Hentz returned this weekend. You happen to catch up with what Tink Hentz did in his last start. I, I did not. Well, now that you asked, I'm going to tell you. Um,
3: <laughs> how how did you do, Jeff?
2: He did pretty well. Uh, ended up going three innings, so didn't go super deep into that start, of course, which has kind of become the norm with him. Allowed one hit, uh, no walks, and five Ks over those three innings. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know. Kind of interesting news, have him coming back. It was a chest injury that apparently kept him out recently, so... Mm-hmm. Kind of interesting but um at least it wasn't uh, arm or shoulder related i guess but uh i'm going to take the chest as being good news for a pitcher in comparison to some of the other injuries we've dealt with but um you know it's it's still only his third appearance of the year and if he's back and healthy let's see let's see if they decide to start stretch him out to five or six innings at some point maybe in july You know, um, I understand the slow build is you don't want to have him taking on a ton of innings. But how they handle him going forward is is always very telling to me because the stuff and the production and so impressive. I mean, you know, throughout the course of this guy's career, he's just been, you know, absolutely tremendous. I mean, he's got 203 ERA over 71 innings, 0.97 whip, uh, 108 Strikeouts over 71 innings. Um, You know, he's been impressive. He's just never gone that deep into games. So, um, any sort of thoughts here on Tink? Um, Obviously, the concern there is just how deep he's going to go.
3: Yeah, I I love Tink. He's top 100. I actually, funnily enough, I just traded him yesterday um, in my Dynasty League for Clay Holmes. And I was, uh, that's a Dynasty League where I'm kind of duking it out with Brian Slack. Hall of Fame NFBC or Brian Slack, friend of the pod as well. And I said, What? No comment on this trade. And he said, Oh, James Anderson just traded him too. So I wonder if there's a perception now of these kind of prospect guys are trading him that he's on the downside. And I was like, I, I don't think so. Not at all. I think it's he's back, and so people are interested. Um, so it's like maybe taking advantage of the of the high of the high value. It's not it's it's no slight on Tink Hence at all. So um yeah. So I like him. I moved him. I'll probably regret it.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, I don't agree with you guys. You should be trading, kink hands. <laughs> but I guess if it helps you, um, anyway, uh, let's move on and take a quick break for a second, and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about the updated roto robo uh, scout, robo cast, whatever you want to call it. Tease that a little bit, and uh, we'll be right back. We're driven by the search for better.
4: But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. That's why I use Indeed for our hiring at Baseball America. It allows me to do everything On one website, I get quality candidates, I can schedule them, I can interview them, I can screen them, I can send messages to them, all within Indeed. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Baseball America. Just go to Indeed.com slash Baseball America right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Baseball America. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter.
2: All right, Dylan, we are back. Hopefully that was a wonderful product, or maybe it was just a blank space that wasn't inserted with an actual commercial. You never know when you're listening to podcasts now, do you? Um, but wanted to talk a little bit about your article this week. Um, we're not going to give it all away. You're going to have to go and read it yourself. I I think all of your work is really good. Um, you know, excellent. In fact, this to me was the best one of the season. and uh, I read it the night before when you had sent it over to me, and like I was kind of like juiced up and like started like looking at players to add. But uh, why don't you tell the people what you ended up doing, and we'll sort of go from there?
3: Yeah, I just kind of i uh, i took RoboScout to eleven using your metaphor by <laughs> kind of folding in some Statcast and stuff plus stuff that we have um, in the minor leagues. I did some massaging. The way RoboScout kind of gets spits out its ranking is sort of relative to other players at the level, Um, and so that's kind of what I did with the with the Stuff Plus and the Statcast. I kind of saw how these players are doing versus players at their level and versus players at their age um, to give them a relative number on sort of that one hundred scale, and then I blended it in uh, with the with the. The raw RoboScout number, as I call it, just to give a, a little boost. So you know, guys who have good stuff but aren't really showing that well get get a little boost. Guys who are kind of maybe surviving on pitchability get dropped a little, um, not too much. Um, and uh, yeah, and so it was it was a fun exercise. It was really fun. I I uh when when these guys popped up and I I took a deeper dive, I was uh I was telling you before that I was uh, <laughs> I actually had a good time in, in seeing how good these players are. They like. I mentioned Connor Phillips, I mentioned Chase Hampton. I mean, these are, under the hood, there's some really eye-popping kind of um, components to their game that uh, I wasn't aware of, just kind of just looking at the raw numbers and even reading our scouting reports, but just kind of seeing it uh, out there was uh, really interesting and really fun to really fun to dive into.
2: Yeah, so I, I guess I wanted to sort of throw a couple questions at you um, here on this part of the show uh and sort of see what your thoughts are um because you're the one that obviously did the work here i just read the article and you could talk about a few players that you know maybe potentially uh made you feel some type of way the (laughs) first one i'm interested in hearing about is were there any players that sort of names that jumped out that maybe surprised you um that you hadn't maybe been targeting before or somebody who who moved up from maybe more a pedestrian score Something that was a little bit more robust. Uh, was there anybody like that? I think the the Cotter
3: Phillips uh, was one that kind of surprised me. Um, the, the The more I dug into his stuff, his fastball, it is breaking stuff, it was sort of like, wow, this is this is this is <laughs> very impressive stuff. I know he's in the Southern League. I know he has the pre-tacked ball, so I know we have to take that into context. But it was just the the, the stuff is not the movement and the velocity uh, is not that um, common in major leagues. It's kind of unique. And so that, that really surprised me. Um, So I actually tried to pick him up in a couple of leagues where he was not rostered. Uh, Maybe people are kind of scared off by the, uh, the walk rate he has. It's 10.6%. I think Um, in the article, I kind of showed that a couple other (laughs) fairly good starting pitchers in the major leagues at the age of 22 in double A also had, walk rates of, you know, 11%, 12% with that kind of strikeout rate that Connor Phillips is showing. So it's not like it's a, a kiss of death that he, he needs to harness that control and command in order to succeed. Um, so that was an eye opener for me. Um, going the other way, kind of a, a bit disappointing was uh, Tyler Black of the Brewers. He has climbed up a bunch of lists and as well, he should. Um, he has 19 stolen bases uh more walks and strikeouts 22% walk rate he's got six home runs iso of 223 kind of putting it all together with power um he was before applying the statcast it's like third or fourth in 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 double a but then when i apply the statcast which is actually a bit disappointing he drops pretty significantly his his contact rate's actually below Below average, his 90th percentile exit velocity is a bit below average, so he gets a bit dinged. Um, the chase rate's good. I mean, he was known for his hit tool. He is known for his hit tool, um, so I have no question about that. It just seems that maybe, you know, he he may he may not be as shiny as we once thought. So I I, I just in general I like just the way the statcast kind of gives a little bit of tweak, so it's kind of blending in. Sort of the it's just the superficial stats, and then there's the the scouting reports which are kind of captured in the, in the, in the stack data. And so, you know, it's kind of a separator, it's kind of a moat of what Roboscode offers that other, you know, stat line uh, type uh, prospect algorithms are, are offering. And then, uh, you know, you get the the 3000 word article to (laughs) every week to, (laughs) to give you some uh, more insights. So, yeah. I, I had a lot of fun with this one this week. It, it was really good. Yeah, and, for uh, sure. Looking forward to, I have it all plugged into my, my spreadsheets now. So it's just like one button and it automatically kind of does the calculation now.
2: Yeah. So, and I, and I, I wonder as we, you know, as time goes by and you know, we, we do this, if we'll start to see maybe certain sort of uh, archetypes of players that maybe once you sort of roll that information in, they get dinged a little bit of pitch ability, lefty, uh, a hit tool batter, you know, that maybe only has middling power like a Tyler Black, right? There might be sort of certain types of players that you start start to see um, some of the warts with the underlying information that lead to um, sort of very uh, astute questions about each one of those players, right? I think that's, that's ultimately what we're looking to do here is maybe look at things through a different lens and... Uh, that's definitely something that allows it. And just one more thing I wanted to mention on Connor Phillips is yeah, I mean, he has tremendous stuff. Uh, for those of you out there that aren't necessarily familiar with uh, Phillips, um, you know, sits 96 to 97 miles per hour, touches like 98, 99 at peak, um, ton of ride, you know, really high spin fastball, um, you know, then has a curveball with sort of really heavy two plane movement. A lot of sweep and a lot of depth um, and then a slider that's a little bit more of a sweeper and you know every so often he'll mix in a change up here and there but it, I think it's maybe like once every like three appearances um, but yeah he's really interesting. Uh, Phillips is you know a guy that probably has some relief questions but I think you know certainly has a starter's body and you know if you can harness that stuff into uh, a starter sort of package uh, that's very very appealing in fantasy because he could be a high K guy for sure. Um all right. Well, any players that uh maybe you felt more confident in that you were already sort of on, and you know, rolling this in maybe reaffirm some of that that personal bias or I guess you know information from, from the bot?
3: Uh yeah, I, I think so. Um like Emmett Sheehan, obviously I, I've been a big fan of Emmett Sheehan for a long time, and then like him moving up to I think it's fourth in Double A um, when the stuff is added, and that's fourth with Andrew Abbott's incredible numbers there. So he's really third if you if you ignore Andrew Abbott. Um, that was nice to see. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, other names here. I'm looking at the at my lists here. I mean, it's a, a lot of Dodgers end up getting moved up, which uh, is I, probably no surprise to a lot of people. But uh, yeah, I mean they're they're focused on on stuff and uh things like that so let me see here sorry this is not that compelling podcasting
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's okay i can fill in some space but um yeah i mean like i thought you know what we saw from like henry davis or like the the louis um matos sort of um bounced back here uh this season i thought those were all sort of um kind of nice to see once all this information was was sort of cooked in. Um, Just, you know, a couple of names that, I guess, uh, that stuck out to me. But, um, you know, I don't know if there's anybody else that I've now uh, bought you some time to sort of
3: think of <laughs> <laughs> No, Henry Davis, Henry Davis is definitely a good one. He has had, a, you know, a very good last couple weeks um, in A, And the underlying stat cast definitely supports it. His, his contact rate, his 90th percentile exit velocity, his chase rates are all plus. Uh, versus the level and versus his age. So, you know, if you give him a 60 hit, 60 power, you know, that's a very, very desirable commodity, especially if eligible for catcher. So it's good. I, I like, I mean, that's part of what I'm trying to do is I'm I'm looking at what RoboScout's saying and then I'm digging in and seeing like, is this supported by the, the numbers underneath, put into context, the position, you know, the depth charts, um, the defense, like, is this person... Uh, is this prospect someone that I should be targeting because you know the the potential's there and the opportunity is going to be there? And so, yeah, Henry Davis is a huge name. I had actually moved him earlier in the season before uh, during the FYPD season because we had a huge glut of uh, of prospects. <laughs> we had way too many, and we had to you know kind of consolidate into players like you know Logan Webb and and you know do like three for ones um so i ended up moving henry davis which i now definitely regret um yeah no it's good you see you see these guys that uh you know you 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 see good things you hear good things and then you see the the data supports it underneath as well which uh you know not many of the subscribers maybe have access to so you know hunter goodman his exit velocity, he has 12 home runs now. And, yeah, the exit velocity is underneath supported. His chase rates have been... He was even,
2: good. yeah. He was even. Yeah. 80, I want to check him out, 86-86. Jackson 86. Churio a little bit, uh, which I thought hmm. was kind of nice to see. Uh, Kobe Mayo as well being a couple other names there. Uh, but we have this for all levels, and you can go and actually check it out on Baseball America as well. Uh, so we don't have to just sit here on the podcast and read the names <laughs> off you. As much as you probably like that. The soothing sounds of dylan and i's voice doing that um but here let me jump into another question um who are your favorite sleepers after you updated the model are there any you know players in particular that you were just like maybe not on at all maybe this is kind of similar to the first question but that i you're think like, hey like maybe i shouldn't totally write this guy off and for our very deeply players we'll say
3: yeah, so I picked up Nathan Martorella in two of my dynasty leagues. 20 teamer, uh 25 prospects I think. So 500 and, and 400 in the other one and 500 in the other one. I don't know. But I definitely picked him up. He was someone you you named as breakout candidate this year. Um I think I had him as sleeper in our preseason first base. Yep. The the statcast data from uh college and his brief professional debut was good. Um, Just to remind the longtime listeners of what I, what I'd seen is his contact rate on a graph of contact rate versus exit velocity. He was in the top, right, which is kind of where you want to be. He was clustered from what I remember with James Wood, uh, Junior Caminero um, and Tyler Locklear, I think was, was in there too. Um, And so, you know, he was a guy I had my eye on. He's a first base so that's a, a, a harder bar to clear as a prospect. Um, he was going to be in low A or high A he's in high A now. Um, so, you know, he's just someone to keep an eye on. You don't invest too heavily early, but he is doing exceedingly well. Um, the stack cast this year is supporting what he did last year and he's just continuing to, to build on it. So, you know, exit velocities that are, you know, what standard deviation above average for his age. Contact rates, same thing. Chase rates, even better. Like it's just, it's all there. The whole package is there. So it's sort of like what we see from like Vinnie Pasquantino or Cal um So I, I I bought in. So that was a really nice surprise. That's a sleeper that I really like. Um, so Nathan martarella great call by you. Great call by the Thank robot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I thought that uh, the boost for Javier Vaz was was mm-hmm. kind of interesting. Former Vanderbilt guy. Um, you know, that that was was uh, kind of like, OK. And, you know, it, it also confirmed my uh, interest in Ignacio Alvarez, who I think is kind of a sleepy prospect still. Uh, though I know he's getting more and more fans. But Dylan, anything else you wanted to talk about with this update? Anything we missed in the opening part of the show? Anything. Otherwise, uh, we could send the people home.
3: No, I think uh, I think that's it. I think that's it.
2: All right, well there you go. It's been another Baseball America Fantasy Podcast. I'm Jeff, that was Dylan. Thanks for tuning in, guys. See you next week.